Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is... This is Cruise Radio. Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this bonus episode of Cruise Radio, a review of a Carnival Live Sailing aboard Carnival Splendor. Tommy's hanging out with us this evening. He's here to talk all about his sailing and the Carnival Live experience. Before we get to Tommy, I would like to invite you to email me. I'd love to get your reviews. Doug at cruiseradio.net. That's D-O-U-G. No email goes unanswered and we'll always get a review from you. So feel free to shoot me an email if you have a cruise coming up or if you just returned from one. All right, Tommy's here to talk about Carnival Splendor. What's up, Tommy? Hey, Doug. How are you? Happy you're here. Uh, is Carnival Live a, would you consider this a theme cruise? Yeah. You know, if you're familiar with the Car- uh, Carnival Live series, it's just basically they have, whether it's stand-up comedians, a couple of country acts, some rock acts, you know, they've done Journey. And uh, this one was a Sam Hunt, and we kind of looked at it as a little bit of a reunion cruise from the Sixth Man uh, Florida Georgia Line cruise, which was out of control. And uh, that's basically why we booked this cruise. Nice. So uh, you're uh, in Orlando. You get down to Port Miami. How was embarkation for you when you got aboard Carnival Splendor? I was surprised because we did purchase faster to the fun, and I don't think we needed it. That's two for two in Miami, both on the Florida Georgia Line cruise and this Sam Hunt cruise. When I knew they were sold out, and we got right on. It was very quick, except we were traveling. One of my buddies was wearing a Stitch costume like a furry, (laughs) and uh, the only delay was people trying to take pictures with him. (laughs) Well, Carnival just increased their faster to the fun price. What would you pay for your selling? $69. Now, uh, you make your way on board Carnival Splendor. You being from New York and Carnival Splendor used to be based in New York City, so I know it's no stranger to you, but uh, as you walked on board this time, what were your first impressions or your impressions this go-around? I loved it. You know, you, you'd mentioned something uh, in the group about, you know, you having, you know, you have your home ship, and to me, that's with ca- what Carnival Splendor is. I loved it. I had a few uh, free cruises on there because of, I guess, casino play. And um, some other promotions or whatever, and I just kind of stayed on it. And it's definitely my favorite ship so far. So, I mean, first impressions getting on it, you could tell it was a different vibe, basically being a Sam Hunt cruise. They had Sam Hunt music music playing, Sam Hunt decor, and it was a livelier group, you could definitely say, that was on this cruise. At the same time, though, there was plenty of people that didn't know who Sam Hunt was. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, with this Carnival Live series, the artist only comes on during the the concert day. So he's only on and off the ship the same day. So it's interesting because people may not know it's a themed cruise until they get on the ship and see the big banners that say uh, Sam Hunt, Carnival Live, all this stuff. So you make your way to your stateroom. What did you think of your stateroom and uh, what kind of stateroom did you get? We got an inside stateroom. The booking was uh, was a little interesting because I booked with two of the uh, young ladies that I went on the Florida Georgia Line cruise with. And like I said, for a lot of people, this was a little bit of a reunion because they didn't book another Florida Georgia Line cruise. So we got a, three people in one stateroom. And then what happened was they didn't want to get the drink package. That doesn't really work so well with me. So I actually convinced two, two of my other friends to board the ship with me they got tickets and i kind of stayed with them so the five of us hung out the whole time but i was able to because you know about the carnival rule where everybody who's over 21 in the stateroom has to get the drink package if anyone's going to get it so that's why we did that so we that's why we got it we got the inside stateroom because i kind of convinced these guys to come on and um it was going to be like well let's get the lowest price plus 
we kind of like it. We don't spend a lot of time in the room, and um, you know, you do get the blackout factor with no yeah, windows, yeah. no openings. What do you think about like space wise? Space wise was fine. We had three of us, so it's a little tight, but. I used to be the balcony snob. I wasn't going to book if I didn't go on a balcony. I did that probably my first seven or eight cruises. And um, I tried it once, and I really didn't find myself missing it so much. So when the price point makes sense, I have no no trouble. Cool. Well, let's talk about dining aboard Carnival Splendor. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the ship, I'll be honest with you. Uh, does that ship have the Guy's Burger joint and all that? No. For some reason, they haven't brought it to the 2.0 level. However, every other time I've been on it, I enjoyed the food. This time, I felt it may have been a little bit of a step back, to be totally honest. It just, in general, is not to be a snob, but like the flavor. Just in the buffet, wherever it was, in the dining room, everything just seemed a little bit, nah, I don't know, just like a little bit off. But you're not going to miss as far as the following options. You're definitely going to always get the, the chocolate melting cake. I mean, that's just out of control. It's a carnival signature item. Uh, the burritos were good uh, in the buffet area. One thing people don't realize is that if you go onto uh, the uh, Deck 11, the regular Lido restaurant is Deck 10. But if you go to uh, Deck 11 in the Lido restaurant, they have a little bit of a hidden comfort food buffet, which is rotisserie chicken, mac and cheese, some mashed potatoes, a little bit more heartier options. And a lot of people don't know about that. The one thing's uh, obviously the pizza is great. They have an Indian option at the back of the ship, as well as the one thing I think you can't miss. Another hidden thing: by the first two days, you saw nobody really going there, but by day five, there was a line around the corner. That deli at the after the ship too. They do a great job with the deli. I don't know what they do. It's Rick, real hand carved turkey. You get pastrami and paninis, wraps. It's really really good. I recommend it. You mentioned the dining was off a little bit in the main dining room. What do you think it was? That's the thing. I don't really know. I just yeah. know that the pork was a little tougher this time. The options, and maybe you can answer. It seems like the last time I went on the Splendor, there was the options were a little bit better as well. They had like, uh, well, this is available every night. This is what's available for tonight, and then they would have this uh, section. Did you ever like you know? And they would you know it would be like alligator bites or something else interesting that would come out. Now it just seems like the uh, menu was a little bit more straightforward and a little bit more pedestrian. It seems like there was a, a policy change as far as as far as the dining room options, and maybe I don't know if that's fleet wide or whatever it was. I guess just in summation, the options eh, and the uh, the flavor a little bit was just a little bit a little bit off. I will say that I didn't do the steakhouse this time. We just never made it, and we were planning on doing it the last night. Go figure, it sold out, of course, but um, we never made it up to the steakhouse. And I will say always that Carnival is one of the best steaks you'll have at sea when you go into that steakhouse. We just didn't make it up there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, back to the main dining room. Maybe did they switch from the regular menus to the American Feast, American Table menus? Was that maybe I think it? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I heard that term being thrown around. The American mm-hmm. Feast. Yeah, it's, it's is that fleet wide or? Yeah, I think it must be fleet wide by now. They they launched it back in, I think it was like late 2014, and they're, yeah. they were slowly rolling it out to all the ships. So that's probably what it could have been there. Let's switch gears here and talk about entertainment aboard the ship. Of course, a big part of the entertainment for you was being a part of the carnival live in the Sam Hunt concert in the main theater on one of the days on the ship. But uh, outside of the concert, we'll get to that in a second. How was the entertainment around the ship on sea days and such? I'll tell you what. I don't know if you're familiar with Chloe. Chloe was the cruise director, and she's I think she's kind of new. And by far, this was the best cruise director I've ever had. And now maybe it had something to do with the fact that she is kind of new. I think she was recently promoted. But she was everywhere. She would pop up everywhere. She was so engaging. You could tell some of the cruise directors, not all, but some of them, 
they do their job, but it's a little bit kind of mailed in a little bit. But she was on fire. She just basically invaded the piano bar in the middle of the piano bar, took the microphone and just did a rendition of Ice Ice Baby. She <laughs> I mean, she she was awesome. She was everywhere. She was totally accessible. I thought she was phenomenal. What else did I have on entertainment? Epic Rock. I'm sure you've seen it a bunch of times. I hadn't seen it. I kind of had dipped out and bailed out on like a lot of the theater shows because we've talked about before, like, you know, how many times you're going to see these decade performances. And as good as they are, you know what? You see them once, twice, three times. You're kind of done with that. But Epic Rock was a different level for me, and I had never seen it before. I might be late to that party, but I thought it was really, really awesome. And so did everybody around. Standing ovation. You know, cast meet and greet afterwards, and people actually go into that. So it was, it was phenomenal. Piano bar, I love. It's a great precursor to the nightclub. I think on the Splendor, the nightclub layout is better than I've ever seen on any ship I've ever been on. One thing I will say, oh, also on the positive note, the deck party was out of control. People, I mean, the DJ was on fire. The place was going nuts. It was like hundreds of people jumping up and down in unison. It was a great time. On the negative note. I guess you know this as well, but I guess they broke their affiliation with um, George Lopez, mm-hmm. and that was something I always used to really look forward to. They'd have different people on the ship, they'd you know at different ports. You'd see the first guy, then he'd be gone. Me, he'd be gone after the second night, and then on your way back, somebody else. We don't need to you know mention who or what it was, but there was one stand-up comedian who was on board for the entire time, and he was I, I'll, let's just say he he might have been mildly amusing. That's what we'll say. <laughs> yeah. This was a, a country music-themed cruise. Well, not themed cruise, but Sam Hunt was part of your sailing in, in the Carnival Live program. Was there a lot of country music around the ship, or was it still like an everyday cruise? I'll tell you what. They didn't do a good job with that. I was thinking that they would definitely maybe have a country night in the nightclub, maybe a country DJ at the aft pool one day, this and that. Really didn't miss it so much. I'm not going to nitpick on that, but I definitely was expecting, you know what, if you see the manifest and you know before the sailing and you see who's on it, you know, maybe you kind of country it up, maybe a country trivia day. They didn't do any of that. We went to the nightclub, and it was all deep house, reggae music and everything, which is totally fine. But I, like you just alluded to, I probably would have expected a little bit more catering to um, – and, and it's not even like Sam Hunt is – you know, you're not talking about Waylon Jennings here. You're talking about yeah. Sam Hunt, pop country. So it, you would think maybe some Luke Bryan, some Florida Georgia Line, but they didn't really do any of that stuff. How was the ship at sea during the sea days as far as uh, passenger flow inside and out? The passenger flow is fine. That's why another one of the reasons I love the Splendor, big wide hallways. The decor is weird, but that means nothing to me. <laughs> But to be honest with you, I was kind of a ringleader as far as telling everybody who did not know where to go. On the sea days, there's one place, and and I, I say it at nauseum on my show and on on my Instagram, and you know whether it's memes or whatever. I just blatantly say. One of the things I love about Carnival is the aft pool. You go back there. I don't know if it's actual uh, mandated 21 and up, but it seems like it is 21 and up. And there's a bar back there. You got the deli back there, and you get the full view. And that's where everybody was. And we didn't really mess around too much other than wake up, hit the gym, hit the spa, and then right down to that aft pool order a drink and you know, take in the views and hang out with you know the new friends we've made. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what ports did you hit on this six-night sailing? First was uh, Ocho Rios, Jamaica, and then it was Grand Cayman, and then Cozumel. Which one was your favorite? 
I would probably have to say Ocho Rios, Jamaica, because there was just a lot of stuff to do. We went up to Mystic Mountain and we took that sky ride, which I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's not a, I know it's not a thrill ride, but to <laughs> us, it was horrifying. You're basically 800 feet in the air with your legs dangling, sitting on a park bench. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. it was nuts. But when we finally you know, got to the top, we kissed the ground. Then we did that, um, that bobsled. Mm-hmm. Where you can control it, you know. I was a little bit of a chicken on there. I would love to have another crack at it because I think I could let go of a break a little bit more than I did. And then they shoot you back up to the top of the mountain. There's a nice, cool restaurant and gift shop up there. Beautiful view. Loved it. I wanted to do the Dun River Falls, but I was kind of overruled in my cabin on that. And there was three or four other things I'd love to do. They have some, uh, I don't know if it's cliff diving, but it's cliff diving, river rafting. That's a bunch of stuff that I would like to try if I ever go back, and I'm sure I will, to Ocho Rios. And then we took your advice as far as Mr. Sancho's. Actually, my friends did right out of the gate. They just woke up and went there. I was like, you know what? I kind of don't want to just sit on the resort. I'm just going to get a moped. I ended up driving the moped <laughs> to 10 miles. Mr. Sancho yeah, met, met up with them, and that was, that was a great time. I, I picture like Dumb and Dumber, you driving a moped. <laughs> well, you nailed it because you, you wear the stupid little helmet. You're getting blasted in the head with the <laughs> You know, you're trying to get a feel for it. You get hit in the head with the palm leaves and stuff as you're driving. People passing you. This is exactly what happened. Oh my Ten god! Miles. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a sight to see for sure. And at Grand Grand Cayman was nice. It was just I I kind of relaxed there. We just went to a beach and uh, I liked walking around the uh, downtown area there. I loved it. And I would say this. You know, a lot of people knock the Western Caribbean, and I was kind of going in thinking a certain way about the you know the ports itself, but the reality is is that I had a great time there, and I would just urge anybody, whatever whether it's friends telling you what to do or reviews or whatever, go in with an open mind because those are some of my favorite ports. Very nice. Before we wrap up the show here, I want to talk about the Carnival Live experience as far as the concert. Like, what concert package did you get? And kind of paint that picture of what the actual concert is like. It's a pretty basic concert. So I got the regular general admission one only because the VIP was sold out. Now, what I heard was the VIP was 250 bucks. It comes with a meet and greet and guaranteed first four rows. If you've ever been in any of these theaters, you know that there's not a bad seat in the house. Mm-hmm. So we were lucky. We had a couple of people that were in line with us, and Carnival was really cool. We said, well, you know what? We're sailing with them. Can we join them in line? They allowed it. It was not a problem. Nobody around us cared. So we were probably one of the first 50 people in the theater. So we did have good seats. But even if we didn't, to pay that extra $250, and I heard it wasn't even a real meet and greet, he basically pre-signed a bunch of uh, mini posters and just was like kind of, hey, how you doing, and would just hand you one. Again, I wasn't necessarily – I'm not – You know, I could tell you what was funny is that if you would have counted the amount of females on that cruise – that were convinced that you know they were there to take Sam Hunt away from his girlfriend. It was hysterical. <laughs> they had said that he was going to join us on the ship, and Chloe, the cruise director, told us that he was on the manifest and he's sailing back to Miami with us. He did not. That was not true or whatever. Maybe he decided not to, but I don't think there would have been enough security to be able to keep this guy safe with, <laughs> with, with the girls in this cruise. But it was great. I mean, you like you said, like I said, you can't get a bad seat in that theater. $75. If you're really a fan of live music in general, stand-up comedy or anything, it's a really smart thing that uh, Carnival is doing with the Carnival Live. It does – it's quick though. It's under an hour. It's kind of over before it starts, but while it's going on, it, it truly is a blast. Awesome. Uh, so you get back to Miami. How was disembarkation for you? 
It was no problem once again. We had a uh, shuttle that was going to take us back to Orlando, and we were scared that we were going to miss it. It was 12 noon, so we were hustling to get off the ship at about 10 o'clock based on some of my past experiences trying to debark, and uh, boom, right through. Was the shuttle right there at the pier to take you back to Orlando? No, we had to take a cab. There's a Holiday Inn on Piscane Boulevard. Mm -hmm. It was a $5 cab ride, less than probably a mile and a half, and we just got to get out of We had a lot of lot of stuff packed with us, so we weren't going to be able to walk it, but if we weren't carrying what we were carrying, it would have been no problem to walk. All right, so looking back over your cruise, uh, what was the biggest highlight for you? The highlight, obviously, for me was the Sam Hunt cruise because that was just, again, we all looked at each other and it was like, man, this is almost like, you know, the Florida Georgia Line cruise. And it was over the top fun. He puts on a great show. He's an artist that's on the rise. So he's got the full energy as well as Ocho Rios, Jamaica. That was just a great time, great view, a little bit of an adventure, a lot of fun, uh, a little bit of adrenaline, even though it's just basically a glorified ski lift. Um <laughs> And, and and that's basically it. And just being back on the splendor, you know, like I like I said, you know, t- kind of like my home ship, meeting some new friends, hanging out with my old friends, uh, and just cruising. It was it was it was probably I would say I've, one of my top two or three cruises of all time. Any first time tips you have to offer people sailing uh, either a Carnival Live sailing or sailing Carnival Splendor? Just Carnival Live. If you really are interested in getting the meet and greet stuff, you got to do it fast because they go really quick. As far as the Splendor goes. No, just uh, know that they have that comfort food buffet upstairs. There's usually no line, and it's probably the best items they offer on the buffet. Definitely do the spa package. I love about the Carnival Splendor is that it's an oldish type ship. Not really old, 2008, but it does have the modern gym, the modern spa. The spa is really, really rejuvenating. I love the thermal package where you pay 120 bucks and you get access to all the steam and stuff like that. Always – if you're 21 and up uh, without kids, always go to that aft pool on the Lido deck, which is deck nine, and you could just set up shop there, and you will just enjoy it all week long. And I didn't do it this time, but in Carnival in general, Carnival has – I mean the steakhouses are outrageous. The Pinnacle Steakhouse, I wish I was able to do it on that last night, um, but I wasn't, but that's it. Awesome. Uh, before I let you go here, talk to me about this little venture you started called Always Be Booked. What is this? Just always be booked. You can find it on Instagram. Just look up always be booked. I put some uh, crazy memes up there that they're pretty much almost all original. And just love cruising. I love everything about cruising. Can't get enough. I've already booked, as I told you, I booked the um, Oasis of the Seas for March 5th. And uh, I just wanted to kind of start a little podcast, too, just to kind of tell some wacky stories. You've been a – I mean, just what you do here is just a total over-the-top inspiration because you bring you're, – I mean, you're the, you're the godfather of it. You, br- oh, you, bring, you bring the news to the table. You bring everything. <laughs> I have not missed a show you've done in probably a couple of years now. And um, mine would just be a version of just some wacky stories and – Totally, totally unpolished, very, very raw, and just having some fun. But it's always be booked on Instagram, and then you know if you you'll be able to also look up always be booked on iTunes as well and stuff like that, and you'll hear the podcast of me and some friends just goofing around, having some fun. Very cool. I'll also link to that in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Tommy, it was great talking to you, man. And good seeing you the other day. Thank you. Thanks for having me, as always. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.